baby. That's right. We're back and it's something new for you. We are here. We're live with the Waka Chica Orchestra. <laughs> They're all here, baby. And that's because we are starting off strong style doing our black exploitation October. A uh, little horror, a little black exploitation. It is one of the best genres so far that we're covering. Um, <laughs> I, I, I look forward to this whole month. Yeah, man. And we are, in case you didn't get it from the title track from the Waka Chicka Orchestra, we are starting off strong with Rudy Ray Moore in Petey Wheatstraw, Petey the Devil's Son in Law. That's right. This is. Uh, which I was, which I was singing to myself all day today as I was like going around doing errands and stuff. Everyone, every, like it just kept popping in my head. Like I just, be, I just be did you did you karate kick anybody? I should have. It, it gave me the maybe, urge to. Like I felt. Yeah, that. like somebody came in and were like, "Hey, Chuck," and then you just karate chopped them. <laughs> and just and like, then I was like, "Petey, Because <laughs> you um, have to know kung fu. Well, when you listen to that song, you do. I don't know if you knew that. You can feel the spirit overtaking yes. you. Yeah, some would call it the uh, possibly the thirty eighth chamber of the Shaolin. I'm drinking some Cavarsier, <laughs> sipping some Cavarsier just to get in the mood a little bit. <laughs> Set the tone. Um, so yeah, we have you guys. Oh man, you guys are in for a fucking treat. Now, I want to start off. We're gonna we're gonna flip the script a little bit today. I want to start off. And I don't know why I keep going into DJ voice, but I want to. <laughs> <Hey guys, laughs> we're gonna flip the script we're gonna, today. We're gonna you start this off. Today. Here We're Thursday. starting this off rocking today, everybody. Um, but now I, I want to go in. So the movie we found was on. Uh, so YouTube was a clusterfuck. Yeah. Okay. They keep they they put it up and they say full movie. It's just a trailer. Yeah. Or they'll say full movie and then they show Dolomite. <laughs> go to yeah. I, oh yeah, you saw that one too. I was like motherfucker. I'm like that. That I don't like. I don't mind that. That's yeah. Fine. I want to watch Dolomite again, but still. The point was, I was like, I'm supposed to watch this movie again. I just want to, you know, brush up on this. You, you click on it. It's like, go um, to my website. I'm like, no, oh, you bastard. No, you fuck. Yeah. And then, oh, there's 40 videos. And you're like, oh, wow, 40 of this? And then it's all the trailer. Um, so I'm going to start this off with, uh, I went to Amazon. Amazon told me to go somewhere else. I wound up watching it on IMDb with ads. And honestly, they weren't bad. It was worth it. I just sat through them. It was fine. Um, but I want to start off with... Uh, a review as we, you know, sometimes we go over the Amazon reviews at the end. Sure. So this, this pinnacle 82, he reviewed this September 13th, 2020. Okay. So that'll, that'll just tip you off a little bit of how this is going to fucking run. There's your, there's your first clue. Right. So he gave it one star and he purchased it. So he either bought the DVD or rented it. I'm not sure. Now this isn't but, about a slip cover. No, this is not a slip cover problem. Okay. So, Starts off the title. It's not that I don't enjoy occasional black exploitation films. Dot dot dot. So, you know, you know, you know, this guy's a wordsmith. The movie portrays black people in an uninformed, unrefined, and uneducated light, all bug-eyed and aimless. I honestly couldn't get past the first segment. There are three of the aforementioned. One couldn't figure out how to fan air. The dad to be showed only raw emotion with no intelligence. The mother to be, quote, oh, Lord, Jesus, help me, quote. 
it's not that I don't enjoy the occasional black exploitation film. The truth of the matter is, even while deep in the South and amidst the turmoil of the Reformation period, folks just didn't behave this way. Oh, yeah. First five minutes, the only white face seen was a white guy smart enough to safely deliver a baby. Go figure. One star. All right. Asshole. Take the movie. Take the DVD if you have it. Break it and then open both wrists. <laughs> Slowly bleed out and just think of your favorite fucking superiority movie where you could feel really superior that it, it nailed every little fucking thing for you on your little checklist of fucking I'm right because you are not getting it. No. Okay. You're making it sound like the whole point of black exploitation, black exploitation was mostly written by black directors, writers, creators. Yeah. And stars um, like, and stars, the guys. Yeah. Well, usually Fred Williamson who directs himself, writes himself, <laughs> you know, puts himself over Rudy Ray Moore, writes himself, directs. Himself. Yeah. Rudy Ray Moore so, has no problem whatsoever <laughs> putting himself over in any regard. These were done. Black exploitation was done by these artists to make light of the situation. Yeah. Because they, they were making fun of not only themselves, but they were also poking fun at the people who thought they acted that way. Yeah. They were okay. deliberately making themselves caricatures. And it's like, you're so, you're so, you immediately, as soon as I saw the date on this, I went, oh shit. Yeah. What a shock. 2020, fucking, 2020 yeah, this, opinion. Yeah. This is like within a, within a month, this turd has to go in and tell everybody. Now he says, I liked, I like an occasional black exploitation, but apparently you don't no, apparently. do because you don't get a fucking drop of this. How is that possible? No, it's not. It's not possible. It's a lie. It's not like this, this is the only movie that's ever done stuff like that. No, this guy is. This guy has zero idea. He thinks I'm going to get you, sucker. Is the only black exploitation movie ever. <laughs> How do you write that review with all that shit on? Like it's just unreal. Um, and some of the, and the rest of these, like here you go, reviewed September sixth, twenty twenty, by Zeus Senior. <laughs> Zeus may be the worst movie ever. Worst acting ever. Dumbest people with worst story ever. A disgrace. Zero stars. But he gave it one star. Yeah. So the two guys from 2020, zero clue. Not a fucking yeah. clue two what is going on. Two from 2020 have no idea. Yeah. You two assholes, you don't get – you're not getting it. Um, there's, there's, there's a few others, which they put the movie, they put the movie over as it should because it's fucking tremendous. So – I will we say that off, no matter how bad the movie is, they're always entertaining. Oh fuck, you. dude! Like I don't think I've watched a bad black exploitation movie. <laughs> I think the only way, like the only way I could have enjoyed this more, was to actually be on the set, <laughs> to have been there, and just imagine how fucking high and drunk these people were making this movie. It had to be fun. What a fun set! It, I'm saying, like, it had to, like, just fucking. First of all, Rudy Ray Moore. So let's let's start there. Since we we did Dolomite, uh, you know, we watched Dolomite. We we did uh, just I, I just <sighs> you can't watch a Rudy Ray Moore movie and go in going, well, I just didn't believe his character. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope because, he's not over the top this time. Because let me explain something. There's no character. That's Rudy really no. Moore. Yeah, he's he's basically he's playing himself. <laughs> yeah, no matter Dolomite, uh, Human Tornado, uh, Petey Wheatstraw, 
even now I, I, I did happen to catch Shaolin Dolomite after, <laughs> after watching this, which is, was made in 1999, which was only a few years before he passed. Yeah. So just, just saying, imagine an aged Rudy Ray Moore playing Dolomite, um, just voicing over his, the words didn't even lip sync. It was all voiceover acting. Yeah. And like, oh man, it just, it just, you need to go watch that. It's not, it's just go watch fucking Shaolin Dolomite. <laughs> the Ninja Black Ho. <laughs> like, just, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to stay on track. Um, so we start this movie off. Now, this is the long part of the journey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mind you, this is the long part of the journey. This is your first long step. Yeah, because now we start off the movie with uh, a little one-room cabin with um, – you look like you're somewhere you're possibly down south. Um, I won't say Tennessee because there were no dead squirrels on the pot of cooking. <laughs> There's no people eating squirrels. There were no There's people no eating squirrels. Of, of honey mustard anywhere. Right. So um, we started off uh, – a woman is pregnant and she has a midwife there. She has like an, a, a, a nanny. You know, like there was like the whole bit. And then in comes the white doctor. Now, when I say white doctor, I mean corpse pale, freakishly white doctor with white hair. Um, and he's he's all confused. And, oh, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, gosh. You know, and like he's all goofy and mom's like mom's screaming and yelling at him. And it's honestly it's it's it is it's racist. Like yeah. now's by today's standards, it's crazy. You, 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 you would thought that a white supremacist is something right. like this at the beginning. And he and that's not the case because the director who's one, gone on to do a few movies of this ilk. Yeah. You know, this is the deal, man. It's a it's a comedy. It's meant to be a comedy. Yeah, it's and meant to be you know, silly. It's meant to be over the top. Right. And they're poking fun at themselves. They're poking fun at the society. They're poking fun at everybody in this fucking movie. Because she's lying so, on the bed. She's pregnant, but she's got a massive oh belly. Like she has like a, right. a beach ball. It's bigger than a beach ball. Because what? It, yeah. The best and the, the start off joke. Just just so we know where we're going. Just so we know. <laughs> he says, "What is she giving birth to? An elephant?" And the guy, the dad, grabs the the doctor and goes, "You saying my wife fucked an elephant?" <laughs> like. <laughs> So now we know where we're going with this. This is automatic. Okay. Okay. We know where we're starting with this. We know where we stand. Yeah. Okay. We're two minutes in. I got it. Yeah. And, and we, we're here. Okay. Gotcha. Sir, we are, we are aboard. So the first thing he does, he says, oh my God, he, he sticks his head under the blanket and everybody's screaming and yelling. There's a storm going on outside. Right. And it's all, it's chaos. The place is just pandemonium, craziness. And we start off and he... <laughs> He says, ow, it bit me. <laughs> First thing he says, ow, it bit me. And then we go into um, a watermelon. He pulls a watermelon out and throws it on the floor. <laughs> I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And, and you're like, wait, what? You did what now? So he pulls a watermelon out, throws it on the floor. Um, then out comes a six-year-old boy. <laughs> In a loincloth. <laughs> and what was that? What was the line? <laughs> I don't let no, what do you call him? Oh, I didn't uh, let no granny doctor, uh, sud sucker. 
hit me and get away with it or something like that. And then he just jumps on the doctor. And, and he on dives him. on the doctor. Then after he's, he kicks the doctor's ass a little bit, he grabs his father and says, you, the motherfucker who've been wake- keeping me up when I'm sleeping. <laughs> and he goes to punch his dad and his mom stops mom him stops and she him. says, you, get your you narrow get your ass narrow over ass over there. <laughs> I'm going to call you Petey Wheatstraw. And the kid was like, all right. Okay. So at su- th- the next scene is young Petey Wheatstraw with a Kung Fu master somehow. Yeah, he, well, he gets jumped by neighborhood kids. Right, and then some these other, you know, he's right there with them. and Kind of fights them off a little bit, and then I thought he was a bum. Just walks up to him and tells yeah, him that. He's, he's just wandering the streets. I'm going to teach you all the secrets. Wait, no, no. He says, he goes, I will teach you how to defend yourself. And then before the, the credits are done, he then says, by the end of the credits, I have taught you everything I can. <laughs> In the ways of martial arts and how to defend yourself. I have told you all the secrets of the world. Yes. So now we are to understand that P.D. Wheatstraw is now a kung fu expert. Kung fu expert, but his real dream is that he wants to be a comedian. <laughs> Which is literally the plot of every other Rudy Ray Moore movie. <laughs> he's he's got to get his act in. Oh, wait, which he does on several occasions. Um, we go through a lot of his acts in he always gets a piece in, even if it's not the full thing, we get yeah. we get most of it. Get a little little sliver of it. Right at the beginning, right when the credits end and he they fast forward to when he's an adult. He's already on stage. He's already got the crowd loving him. <laughs> uh, yo, that's that's okay. And also the the comedy doesn't age well, which makes it funnier. <laughs> Because he just starts in on that woman talking about her giant fat ass. Look at that ass. And he says, if this place were to catch on fire and they told us to haul ass, you'd have to make 10 trips. <laughs> so, like, you're, you're popping for it because it's like dad humor. But it's just completely like Eddie Murphy level dad humor. Yeah. Like, if Eddie Murphy was your dad, he'd say that shit. Only Rudy Ray Moore could say this. Right. And everybody fucking love it. And the guy's, you can't talk to my wife that way. And of course, the the guy who stands up to him is some fucking nerdy <laughs> Coke bottle glass. Shut guy. your mouth. Yeah, and he just and that's all he says to him. He doesn't he doesn't get him with a good zinger or anything. He, he just goes, goes, shut your I'm, mouth. I'm gonna tell that woman over there to hit you with one of her titties. To, to take her titty and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and he goes, and I ain't lying. And everybody fucking puts it over huge. Like he like, just said good some night. of the funniest shit ever. Yeah, good night, everybody. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. And that's it. But that's, again, Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Um, the king of self-promotion. So now we've started this movie out. Now we know he is a genius comedian and beloved by all. Kung fu master. Um, Kung fu master. But Ladies we, we go back. Well, that's, again, always the case. Um, we do start now where he has his crew. Okay. Uh Jimmy. Ted is it Ted? Yeah, it's Ted. and and Nell. But he's leaving some other girl, and she's like, "I don't want you leaving, Dolan, uh, uh, PD." And she, he's all like, "You know the deal, baby." And every time they act, the acting is so awful. <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore could not act his way out of a bag. No, and you, and you wonder like how many takes did it. Did they have to go through to get uh, this? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna say one. Just one. That's all he got. Yeah. That's all he had in him. Because that's all he would do. 
He was the Frank Sinatra of black exploitation. <laughs> Man, I just gave you a take. You got the best take, motherfucker. And that's all I would call we call it a day. I say cut, motherfucker. So <laughs> we uh But he's like, Oh, I'll send don't, don't worry, baby, I'll send for you. And then and he's like giving like a hand wave to Jimmy, just like, nah, come on, let's let's, let's go. Yeah, let's go, let's get out of here. Yeah, so now we we've set up the movie that he is a he's a world traveler and you know he's he's gotta get out of here for his for his bitches start following him. Everybody falls in love with him. But he can't but stay in one nope. place too long. Yeah, nobody can hold nobody can hold Peter Wheatstraw. <laughs> um so yeah, we <laughs> we then go into <coughs> his crew. We kind of get into his crew a little bit, and we sh- we see the love that goes on between them. Yeah. The tight right, where he says, um, well, I got a show coming up. We gotta start hanging up posters we we spent all this money on posters we got to hang up posters the posters are oak tag with handwritten sign that say stevie's den yeah. which could very well be stevie richard's actual house <laughs> den in stevie richard's den um and it's just it's all hand it's a handwritten oak tag. Yeah. Think about the signs that you probably made in middle school or high school for some shit like like a garage car sale wash. or something. Yeah. We got the cheerleader car wash. Yeah. Terrible. So this is what he's this is what the, his his boys are hanging up. So he says the, the there's one little kid hanging out who kind of looks like the kid who played Peter Wheatstraw. Yeah, I wonder if, <laughs> when I wonder he was when he was born, one. the six year old. Um so we get into that whole thing where he's like why don't you let me come with you, Jimmy? And he's like, no, or Ted, Kevin, whatever the fuck his name was. And he goes, why don't you let me come with you? And he's like, no, man, you're just going to be in the way. Yeah. I'm like, come on. Well, not, I'm sorry, but you're, you're, you're hanging up posters. What are you, how, how in the way can the kid get? As far as I know, they hung up one poster. Yeah. Well, it's like PCU. Showed them. <laughs> oh man, this is too hard. <laughs> we hung one up. Yeah. So bottom line now is that, um, <sighs> <laughs> he hangs up one poster and oh that's no that's what it was uh, pd wheatstraw says oh come on hang out with your brother you haven't you haven't been home in weeks like where are you guys what are you guys doing yeah that you haven't been home in weeks but anyway so him and his brother hang up a poster and we uh skillet and leroy who were apparently now skillet and leroy well they were a comedy my, duo they're a comedy duo they are the funniest men apparently on in the world um, according to the, the MC of the comedy bit, but now if you did, you, if you watch the trailer, watch any of the trailers for Petey Wheatstraw, they have the whitest guy voiceover announcing, and he's like, starring Jimmy Lynch, Skillet and Leroy, and you're like, what? Are you using their fucking? Are you using their work names? that they use in the movie as their work names, yeah. as their real names. And they are, they actually did. They use those as their real names, Skillet and Leroy. But like Skillet's real name was like, uh, Ernest, Ernest Mallardy Mayhand. or Mayhand or Mayhew or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, are you guys using their work? Okay. But anyway, but that's how they, that's how they're announced in the trailer as the comedy, the comedy duo. Well, that's the, Skillet and that's Leroy. the draw. You got to know it's them. Well, and that's the thing. This uh, now here, here's my other side of this. So back when I was a kid, everybody knew Red Fox from Sanford and Son. 
Red Fox was also one of the fucking filthiest comedians on the planet at the time. Like Red Fox was the original Eddie Murphy. And apparently, and I didn't know this until um, Red Fox, Rudy Ray Moore, all those guys had albums. They had comedy albums. Yeah. I actually, I actually looked them up on YouTube. They, I looked up like Rudy Ray Moore's act and it's like they have compilation videos up. Yes. Yes. Um, but my neighbor had those, they had the albums and we would, we heard them a few times and it was like, okay. And again, never putting together red Fox was Sanford and son. Yeah. The guy who's using, he's saying fucking shit and talking about women's titties and stuff. And you're like, dude, that's red Fox. It's, Oh my God, that's Fred Sanford. (laughs) That can't be the same person. Yeah. That's, that's amazing that that's the same person. So Rudy Ray Moore was the same, the same way. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore had a bunch of comedy shit that I never knew about. Never knew who Rudy Ray Moore was until actually House Party. In House Party, Robin Harris puts over Rudy Ray Moore Dolomite stuff big. Yeah. And they're playing his comedy on the TV during most of uh, House Party. I was going to say, did he show up in that? I haven't seen that in ages. No. They were no, amazing. He, he did not show up, but he was on, he was the comedy going on this whole, the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, but again, this is, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't our bag. I wasn't privy to it at the time, except for small bits and pieces. And now you feel like you missed out. I do. <laughs> like, damn, but I again, only knew back then. This was amazing. Also, I wouldn't have understood a fucking lift back then. <laughs> I wouldn't sometimes, have got, I wouldn't have got any of it. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes something's still funny though. But, uh, so now we have, uh, we're seeing the closeness of the brothers, of yeah. uh, Ted and his brother Michael, I think it was. Yeah, well, even before and, uh, that, though, when they introduced Leroy and Skillet, they were the big names in the town. Like, they were starting up their oh, own yeah. show. <laughs> well, yeah. they were. Okay, so now, again, I, I'm sorry I left this part out. This is crucial, actually. Um, Leroy and Skillet were now getting money from Mr. White. <laughs> of course. Who is, which was it, amazing, because that's the joke in near every movie. <laughs> Guess what color that he Mr. Was. White, yeah, Mr. White is the guy in the suit with glasses. Always the guy with suit with glasses, and two thugs with him. So now we're just to, we're assuming that Mr. White is mob. Yeah. Um, and he's financing Leroy Skillet, and Skillet's Leroy's show. club. They have yeah. they have a, a show at a club, and he's financing the whole thing. And you know, there's been the the, the threats if that doesn't work out. It's not going to work out for you. You're no. like, oh. See, like, so because you know. like, there's no other people in the town. There's no other talent in the town. Right. So, so like, they're the number one show. So like, don't worry. There's <laughs> nobody coming into again, town. This is nothing but fucking put over artistry. Self put over <laughs> artistry from, <laughs> from Rudy Ray Moore. You're going to make all Who, your money back plus 20%. That's how big our show is going to be. and Leroy is going to be. So now again, we are to believe that this comedy show will make or break these two, make them put not, not only put them on the map. Well, their lives are on the, are on the line, but too. now their lives are also on the line. So we get to this point where now Petey Wheatstraw is back in town. Yep. And they find out Petey Wheatstraw is in town and they're loving it. They're loving his, he's doing a, he's doing his radio bit, right? Where he's, he's with the DJ. <laughs> yeah. And they always, they put a live DJ on. They always get like a local DJ to do this bit because they did it in Dolomite too. They did it in Human Tornado. Mm-hmm. They did it in everything. 
So they but get they're, the so, but they're so famous. They don't even have to like the, – the interview is basically like, oh, you're going to put on a show. It's like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. You have to be there. All right, great. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for Petey Wheatstraw yeah. to be – and like, that's it? That's all that's but needed. That's, that's all he has to say is and, – and the thing is it's it's literally – him putting himself over, yeah, like he would on an interview, and he makes a little rhyme. Every all of his all of his like dialogue rhymes, but like you can tell, and this is why it's it's ridiculous. You can tell when Rudy Ray Moore is acting, <laughs> and when Rudy Ray Moore is doing his own promotion, yeah, because he he loses the do- he you know he loses the Petey Wheatstraw <laughs> Dolomite his, attitude. His face lights up, and he goes, "Hello, people in Radio Land." We want you to get down here, and you're like he's so reserved. Yeah. So you could tell he, you could tell this part. He's legit putting this over as a real show. Like <laughs> he's really, I, I guarantee he thought he was really doing. <laughs> I was, was going to say that they tell him this is for an actual show. So this is the only way we're going to get anything out of him. Just tell him there's an actual show him coming. Yeah. Up. He's got to tell him we booked him. They have to. It's like method acting, but the guy doesn't know. Right. Right. Yeah. You know who's like that? And here's the thing. Uh, Johnny Rods. Johnny Rods is the guy who he can just promote all day. Yeah. He will just promote himself, the school, his <laughs> students all day long. And he will everybody he'll talk to everybody in character. And then you, you ask him to read something. Hello, people. Welcome. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden he just goes flat. And you're like, what's happening? What happened? What's going where, on? Where'd the magic just go? Let, yeah, just let him go. Just You can't give him a script. Let him no. go and he will run it. And I feel that's the same way Rudy Ray Morris. Yeah, now so, I'm thinking about it, like he really beams when he has to talk about himself. himself. Yeah, yeah. So we we we're set up now. We're we're seeing this. Everybody all over the world in this in the neighborhood is hearing this ad, and they're all loving. They are all fucking just sucking this up. They keep, cannot get enough of. And, Peter and keep Wheatstone. in mind, Leroy and Skillet believe that. This show alone by Petey Wheatstraw is enough to completely destroy. Well, that's the thing. We their see show. Skillet is now going through his date book. Yeah, going because at first he was smiling along, like he goes, "Oh my man," and then he goes, "Fifteenth, no, 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 <laughs> like, no." <laughs> he all of a sudden now is shit panicked because Petey Wheatstraw is opening the same day. Their club is open, but not. But it's the the thing that I didn't get though. It was the day after. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It would take <laughs> it would take the, all of the audience away from them. They would just camp outside of Petey Wheatstraw's, Petey Wheatstraw's show. show just to wait, right? <laughs> and so now, the only thing to do is talk to Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah, we, we're gonna. He's friends. We're all friends. I'm gonna talk to we, Petey. I'm gonna talk to Petey. We're gonna work this out, and from this comes possibly one of the best lines in the movie when he says to him, he says, um, do it. he goes, hey, hey there, brother. He goes, don't you brother me, you no business barnyard rap soup eating son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I don't, uh, to me, that is just amazing. <laughs> Like I just I could not stop laughing. I wouldn't be I wouldn't even be insulted if he said that to me. I would just no would just no, start no, no. laughing. Like that's amazing. That's incredible. You insignificant no suit wearing and like you're just like what are you talking about? <laughs> he could have got he just kept but, going for like thirty more words on it. Yeah, he could have just kept talking and it wouldn't have mattered. 
But it was so it's so funny because, you know, he made it up as he went along. Yeah, that was his that was his deal. So he just threw that in and everybody behind the camera. I guarantee everyone behind the camera lit up. <laughs> they, like, they lit up big when they were just like, oh, shit, he did it. Sometimes, sometimes I look out for like people standing around and see who's going to corpse. Who's going well, to start laughing on film as he's saying this stuff because they just can't keep it together. We'll get to that later when the devil goes for a jog. <laughs> <laughs> that bought me so big. So now we decide that obviously they owe PD money because uh, yeah. obviously PD at some point worked for them. They don't explain they it. Did, they, just they did not pay him. Didn't pay him. And they owe him money. So, all right, they owe him money, and this is what's going to happen. So, what we are treated to is Rudy Ray Moore calling them fat, sloppy bitches the whole time. <laughs> slobby, not I'll even sloppy. Put, they're slobby. I'll put my foot up your ass. My Buster Browns up your fat, slobby ass. What he keeps saying, and you're just like, okay, great. So now you obviously you understand the heat. This is all beginning in the movie, and you're going, why? What the fuck does this have to do with anything? Yeah. And you got to wait for it because it's coming. So, son of the son of the son, uh, devil's son in law, what does this have to do with this? What's going exactly. on? Exactly. So, we understand now that Petey Wheat draws tight with his peeps. His crew is, is his family. He's um, super and his family, over in this world. Right, he's super over in the community and apparently the world. Bitches love him. That's just, that's just Petey Wheat's drawn in a nutshell. So now um, we're having a, we had a heart to heart between Ted. Uh, I think that's his name. I'm calling him Ted for Ted the rest of the show. Ted's brother, brother. Ted Larry. and Michael, right? Who? Well, Larry, that's right. Larry. They, they hang up. They no, hang wait, up their wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I was thinking. Larry, <laughs> Larry. They kept screaming it, and it's such an awful name. Um, but again, we're. <laughs> <laughs> We have the tender moment between Ted and Larry. But that, but it's funny because they hang up their poster, right? And then – Right. The one poster. And when they cut back to them, they're eating watermelon on their porch. Yes. And and Ted is putting it over like it's the best thing ever. This and he's the like – Greatest thing we've he's ever He's like, had. this is greatest, huh? And his brother's like, sure is. And you're like, okay. Um, so then again, now, are, are you supposed to laugh at that? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking rib. It's, it's a, supposed it's, to be ridiculous. They get it. Like the guys who wrote it, they get it. Okay, it's okay. You can laugh at it. So, him and his brother are after a hard day's work. They're eating watermelon on the porch. Okay. Um, and Skillet and Leroy have decided since Petey Wheatstraw will not work with them, it's time to rough up his people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're at now. The escalation. The escalation. Because our comedy show has to succeed, At we need to costs. rough up Petey Wheatstraw's guys. So these two dudes show up, Scarface and uh, the other guys show up, and they start trying to beat up Ted. Yeah, Kung Fu ensues. They start Kung Fu ensues because Ted is a karate master. Yeah, everybody is a karate master. That's a given yeah. in a movie. If you're if you're in a black exploitation <laughs> movie, you know karate. You know how to fight. Just like in any kung fu movie, every villager knows right. how to do yeah, kung fu. No matter fu. who you fight, you if you fight with that old woman, she's gonna kung fu you. That's just how it works. And in black exploitation, everybody knows martial arts. And that's period. that's just part of the charm. Because it's so it, it really is. It makes no sense. It really is. <laughs> Whether just... you're 
yeah, whether you're grow up in the ghetto in the deepest, darkest uh, forest in in Russia, or if you're you're in the ghetto, everybody knows karate and a black exploitation. So we are treated to a the first of many slow, slow David Carradine choreographed kung fu fights. Yeah, everybody everybody starts practice fighting. Yeah, everybody's going half speed. Half speed. You don't want, you don't want to hurt anybody. No. So that's where we're at with this. And now Michael, uh, Michael, sorry, Larry. <laughs> Larry. 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 Yeah, uh, Larry says, he got a gun and goes to, he does goes a, to he help like his brother. He has a spinning roundhouse a kick. spinning roundhouse kick, and the guy just shoots him. Yeah, he's falling backwards and Scarface shoots just Larry shoots him. right in the chest. Yeah, and, and there we go. And Scarface and them run away. But the next thing we see is Larry's funeral. <laughs> but they do spend an inordinate amount of time watching Larry be gurneyed up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's going to make it. He's not dead. And then we cut right to the funeral home. Yeah, because they because he's lying on the ground. He's got his eyes open. But then they have him on the I'm gurney. Cold. And, like, they don't I'm have the cold. they don't have the sheet over his head. So it's like, is no, he alive? No, no. He's strapped in. Like, he's alive. He's going to make it. They're going to take him to the hospital. Yeah, he gets into the hospital. He gets into the ambulance with him. Yeah. And he's like, I can't see. And, like, okay, there's going to be a thing see. where he's he's recuperating in the hospital. And then we're going to have Oh, maybe, re- maybe, yeah, maybe Larry's going to go blind. Oh, okay, that's cool. He'll never nope. kung fu again, but at least he's alive. No, nope, he's dead. Nope, dead. Because <laughs> we are going right to his funeral. To his funeral. And everybody is carrying his coffin out. Yeah. So, again, we are cut to Skillet and Leroy. And the guy's like, just do it. Get it done. And you're like, wow, they've really escalated this huge. Just think about this for a moment. Now, we've gone from, we're going to talk to... We're going to talk to Dolomite. We're going to talk to we're going to talk to Petey, right? And we're going to try to persuade him to cancel the show for a couple months. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, send the guys over to machine gun everybody at this poor kid's funeral as they're carrying the coffin. First, let's send somebody to beat him up, and then when the guy beat them up (laughs) because he's so kung fu that he he just beat the shit out of your two thugs. You shot his brother, and now we're at a funeral. And they show up with a Tommy gun like they're a bunch of old gangsters. They show well. They showed up at the in their in their giant cadu, and you're like, "All right, what's happening here?" And you know what's happening here. They're going to kill everybody at this fucking funeral. Yeah. And they just start. They open fire, and they the first person that gets tagged is the old lady singing. Old lady singing, and the and the preacher gets killed. Yeah, and then gets capped. And while all of this is happening, we then go to our hero, who is standing up and going. No violence as he is gunned down. As <laughs> like eight bullets hit him. Just tear yeah, through and his he, body. And of course, his death is the most dramatic. Yeah. So. Even the one guy tried to leap over the coffin to get to, to stop, cover. Like to protect him. To protect <laughs> like he's the president. <laughs> like he was Jackie O in the back of that car. What are you protecting? He's so fucking he's, dead. He's been dead for like 20 minutes before you dive over the coffin at him. <laughs> Slow firing synapses. So, yeah, so now that happens, and on steps the stranger. And he just – now, okay, I want you to understand this. Uh, it's just in case you're not, not going to watch this, I want you to kind of visualize this. So we are at a funeral, 
that has just been gunned down by gangsters, <clears throat> by thugs in a car. And they killed a lot of innocents and our hero. Okay? So there we are. We have it. We have this all set up. But now a man steps across and says, P.D. Weech, draw. P.D. Weech, draw. P.D. opens his eyes and goes, who are you, man? <laughs> that's it. There we are. Now, did they, did, did they <laughs> try to say that the devil stopped time or something at that point? Yes. Because he's walking through yes. and everybody's kind of like Because frozen. he was walking through and the people who were cringing were frozen and the people who were dead were dead. Okay. I didn't want to think it was like a situation where everybody was pretending to be dead, but they, nobody really wanted to lay down. <laughs> mess up their clothes. <laughs> they were all like, uh, man, these, these are my best suits. pants. Yeah. These are my Sunday clothes. I can't get these dirty. My mom will kill me. Um, but now, so the devil makes a deal with PD. Weech well, he hands him his card. Oh yeah. And it says Lou Siphon. Lou That's Siphon. our first joke. It's our first joke of the, of the, of the day. A little um, error by the printer. Yeah. Lou Siphon. He says, uh, it's a little error by the printer. And he says, it's actually Lucifer. And you're like, oh, shit. What Here you we want are. from me, man? Yeah. What you want from me, man? <laughs> and you're like, okay. Well, all right. Well, you got to do what you got to do. But all right. That's that's what we're doing. All right. Well, Peter Wheatstraw rolls with the punches. He does. He is not shaken by anything. Now, I would be, I'd be okay with that if he didn't <laughs> scream like a maniac like <laughs> 300 more times in that movie. Um. So the devil says he will let Petey come back. Um, but, you know, he, he wants something from him. And Petey, start, they start talking. And, of course, again, Petey Wheatstraw rolling with the punches. He uh, will not put anything over until he sees a picture of the devil's daughter. And yeah. the devil wants him to marry his daughter, who is a fucking beast. And PD, you know, know at first, he's like, man, just kill me. <laughs> hell no, man. Just kill me. <laughs> he's like, hell no. You better just kill me. So you're like, all right. So that's kind of funny. Um, but you don't see the daughter. No. That's what's kind of funny about it. You don't see it. And it's it's a tease through the whole fucking movie. Yeah, she's supposed to be like the ugliest woman in the world. Yeah. Which is, you know, okay, great. No problem. Um, So... The devil puts over this whole thing of like, um, you got to marry my daughter. Give me a okay. son. You give me a son. Okay, great. We could do that. No problem. So he, he says yes, but he gets revenge on these guys. And, you know, after that, then he goes and he marries his daughter. So we start the Now the movie starts. Yeah. It act, it's as if nothing ever happened. Now, mm -hmm. that's what the devil tells him. It's as if nothing ever happened. That's that's key, and I was hoping you would pick it, up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that everybody who committed the murders remembers committing the murders, and everybody who was killed remembers being shot. Yes, and nobody understands why they're all back, and nobody, nobody. Yeah, only only the one guy. It. Only uh, Jimmy calls it in the question. He's like, Jimmy, like I'll I'll explain it to you later. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, we. Well, I'll tell you when you get here. That's that's also Jimmy's number one role, just to show up places. Jimmy's Jimmy, whole role in the movie was just get here quick. Get here, Jimmy, get the car. Jimmy, get the car. Jimmy, get over here. 
Poor Jimmy couldn't get a fucking break this whole movie. But like he rewinds time, but everybody remembers that they were killed. Yep. But nobody, but like nothing but nobody, nobody's like, everybody's too afraid to say something. It felt like. Like they were too afraid of the devil or Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where we were at. Um, so Petey starts this plan about, cause now Scarface is freaking out. Uh, they set up this plan where they are going to get revenge on Scarface for killing Larry. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all Ted wants. And to get, and to get revenge on Leroy and Skillet for setting the whole thing right. up. Yes. He wants to make sure that since those two, what do you call them, fat ass, slobby, <laughs> slobby motherfuckers, <laughs> he just kept, kept on them. It was fucking harsh. Um, <clears throat> And he says, you know, I want these two. I want revenge on them. So now this is where we're setting up. This is where we're heading. Okay, this is going to be a fucking Rudy Ray Moore, you know, ass-kicking fest. Uh, and it's not, really. It wasn't. Like, uh, it, it wasn't too much. I was expecting way more when I first saw this. Yeah. Um, I expected way more kung fu. They had, they had like... Yeah, they had bits and pieces of it. Like, he, he, they come out of the club at the first time and there are people ripping off his car. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I'm sorry I forgot that. <laughs> and that's what he throws out, that winos. Because that was the problem back then, winos. Yeah. Junkies and winos. That's my favorite. He's a, Motherfucking winos? And that, was the, that was the whole thing. And we're going to get to that again because they were the untouchables of the world at this point. But the guys like the guys were stealing things from his car, like they were taking the seat out. They took the tire. They took the tire. Like, very un unsellable parts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they took the tire and they had the seat. And there was there's just all kinds of. Uh, He's chasing them. There's bits of comedy where they. It's a Benny running. Hill scene. And yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's totally yeah. Benny Hill. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, fast forward running. And they actually get the girl on the on the seat, and they they're carrying her as they're running, trying to carry everything. Yeah, and the, the old like it's very very dopey comedy stuff. Benny Hill, right. Scooby Doo, where they're chasing, he's chasing them, but then they're chasing him. Yeah, and then it reverses. <laughs> they get to they get to a fence where they're obviously confounded. Yeah, and they give up. So now they're gonna fight. They give, they give up <laughs> trying to steal this stuff. Now they're gonna fight, but they're not gonna beat. They're Petey not going to beat Petey Wheatstraw. Absolutely not. He knows all about karate. He knows all of Kung Fu and the wisdom of self-defense. He knows all the secrets, man. <laughs> Learn from his old master, Bantu. Bantu is fucking great. <laughs> um, so we see some slow motion karate. Now, did you notice, and it came back later on a few times, when everybody gets heat on Petey Wheatstraw, his stuntman came in. And when yeah. Petey Wheatstraw got his heat on everybody else, it was him. He was he was right there doing it. <laughs> but anybody who took a shot on Petey Wheatstraw made sure they hit his his stuntman. So this was the first time I saw the stuntman because the stuntman is probably a good three inches and probably another twenty pounds of of considerable muscle, maybe <laughs> over what Rudy Ray Moore was. So that's where we were at with that. What a good gag um, if, like, at one point they hit the stuntman out of the way and Rudy Raymore was standing there. Oh, that would have been fucking great. <laughs> like, See, but that's the thing. They would have done stuff like that because they, they liked it. They, yeah. they were into that. 
You know, they were just as, as fucking fun making fun of themselves. Yeah, they, they, all they do is poke fun at themselves. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that uh, – these movies are just great for that fact said, right from the Right from the jump, the doctor pulls a watermelon out of his mother. Right. And she's delivering him. <laughs> delivering him. And that just sets so, the stage right there. Now you know what you're in for. But now you have, to, you have to wonder now, is that the same watermelon that Michael and or, uh, Larry and, and Ted were eating? <laughs> They've been saving it that whole time. That's on the that's that's on the craft service table. That's uh, um, that's what they're celebrating. So we now go into um, we get Skillet and Leroy, and oh, um, that's the other thing when Scarface shits himself. Well, they confront because him. Well, they, they confront him because they, they, they think that uh, they think that Peter Weekstraw is dead, right? Because they remember killing him, but none of this happened. Yeah. Um, the, so they go to to fuck up Ted, and Ted fucks them all up again. <laughs> he beats the whole gang. <laughs> Ted beats the whole gang again, and then again somebody pulls a gun. Yeah, Scarface pulls a gun. So Scarface pulls the gun, and he's like, "Now you're dead, motherfucker. We're gonna super kill you." <laughs> and then Rudy, like, Ray, and then I keep saying Rudy Ray Moore. Petey Weetstraw runs yeah, in. Yeah, Petey Weetstraw runs in from nowhere. Honestly, just a poor plan, to be honest. Yeah. But he, but he just runs in and is like, you motherfucker. And then basically the it's plan over. was to scare everybody off by thinking he was a ghost, I guess. Yeah, and that's and that's it. That is what happened. Um, and Scarface poops himself <laughs> because they played the little fucking they played, noise. Yeah. He's pissing his pants. Shit. And himself. you see the piss. You see the piss stain going on. Uh, like, so there's our joke, guys. There's there is our fucking highbrow comedy. So what are you looking for right here? This is what I'm asking. I'm asking. Yeah. In what 2020, at this point? what did you want? Yeah. So we go here and now he goes back and he tells Leroy and Skillet that no, he is in fact not dead. Yeah. And he says, how can he not be dead? You didn't do your job. He's like, no, we shot this motherfucker like 1,100 he's, times. He's sitting there catatonic with shit in his pants. So everybody else has a handkerchief over their their face. People are passing out. People are passing out up. from the smell. And like, so now that's our. this is our joke in the scene. Scarface shit his pants. Okay. So we are now – now this is the point in a movie that with a plot where you'd go, well, somebody's back from the dead. Weird. Yeah. Nope, not here. Skillet and Leroy are like, you two buffoons, fuck this up. <laughs> you, obviously, he's not dead. You guys just fucked up. No, I, shot, like, Wait, I shot like 18 people. Yeah, he's, he's telling him, I shot all of them. And he's like, nope, you fucked up. I, I fucked up. Fuck They're only supposed to kill Petey Wheatstraw. Right. And he, killed, but, and he kills a good, like I said, 18 plus <laughs> at this funeral. He just kills a bunch of fucking people. Yeah, he kills he kills two people before they finally start aiming at Petey. And Petey goes, no violence, <laughs> and he just gets mowed down. <laughs> so here we are. We're, we're doing this, and you just – the movie doesn't slow down. No. Like there's no, there's no point of catch up here. The movie just keeps rolling. The movie doesn't and take again, a break. You're never like – Okay, let's cool down a little bit. We're gonna have like a nope. touching scene or something. Or, nope, you know, we just keep going. We're, we're rolling forward. Night of the show comes. Where Mr. White shows up for I don't know what reason. Well, they gave him they gave him front row. Well, he was he well, was. That's the thing. They showed that scene where he shows up and he's like, "Hey, I want five front row tickets." Yeah, and he's like, "Yes, Mr. White," and he totally kissed this guy's ass. How about we introduce you in front of everybody too? 
And he's like, yeah, that's great. I, I'm a mobster. I'd love that kind of attention. So if we get that going on. And then, um, you know, he hits him with the, hey, fellas, break a legs. <laughs> and everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, Mr. White. Right. So, by the way, we should feel- we should at this point explain that Petey has a magic cane. Oh, well, uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So the devil has given Petey a cane, which apparently has all the powers of the devil, according to the devil. <laughs> yeah. It's a pimp cane. It, it is a pimp cane. And Petey needs to pick it up immediately because maybe Skillet and Leroy might get the jump on him. Yeah. And this cane will protect him. And that, so the devil and Petey are buddy-buddy right now. They have a, they have a deal. They're going to work this out. And everybody keeps telling Petey, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Stop don't working it. with the devil. And he keeps going, relax, everyone. I got it. I got this, man. He won't put it over a lick. Not even a lick. You can't fucking shake Petey Wheatstraw. And he gets a magic cane and, and still nobody blinks an eye. And the magic cane has electrical tape around the top holding a <laughs> – a shit crystal top onto this cane. Uh, I almost thought it was like a mic. They just taped a mic to like a stick. I thought – my original thought was that it was just cellophane or tinfoil. Yeah. But it turned out it was a – some sort of a crystal top. He had to go, with, held had to go on, to an held old – with electrical tape. He had to go to an old like cemetery from a 30s movie to find it. It, it was just – it was brutal. Like I, I think they took somebody's light bulb from like one of those crystal lamps <laughs> – Back in the 70s. Like, oh, what do we have laying around here? What could we possibly use for your cane? Oh, wait. My grandma had these crystal lamps hanging around her house. Here's a I stole knob. one. She doesn't know. So he has his pimp cane, which gives him the powers of the devil, apparently. Which lets okay. him control the weather. He can control everything. <laughs> control weather, everything. Anything he thinks he can have, basically. The, the, the cane will work however he wants it to. Is what the devil tells him. And I'm like, yeah. that's very general. <laughs> this can just do just, things, can, whatever you want. Can, yeah, this could hugely be power games. This is awful, awful experience. So, night of the show, okay, we get to this this show, and they go in disguised. The disguise <laughs> is a hat and glasses, <laughs> and I don't know what kind of accent. I, I it's like. Yeah, like I thought they were starting to do a Jamaican accent. Yeah. But then it went to French. And and then my uh Jimmy kept going, uh, well mon, well mon. <laughs> he kept <laughs> kept saying mon like that. Now oh, you must be Jamaican, sir. I'm sorry. Clearly. And then PD Wheatstraw is going, I don't know why everybody thinks it's me, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am tired of being annoyed by you Americans, man. <laughs> I just want to come out to see a show. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, well, this is where we're this is where we're we are. We're doing this right now. How did you not know that was Petey Wheatstraw? Right. He wears the loudest shit in the entire movie. (laughs) Every time. Every time. Every single time. Even for the seventies. Like think about like seventies fashion that you'd see in movies and stuff like that. And imagine this guy shows up wearing something even louder than that. Imagine an outfit that would make Mr. Furley go, well, that's obnoxious. <laughs> like this is a little, little out of hand, pal. It's a little much fellas. Um, so yeah, we, we, again, we go to the show and he's, he's there with, with his boys and everybody's all, okay, well, um, they're sitting in the background. They're watching the com the comedic stylings of Leroy and skillet. Yeah. 
And then they takes he takes the cane and he starts using the cane to make things happen on stage. The yeah. first is Leroy and Skillet, who are now putting over Mr. White the mobster and his lovely wife and her, her sister Babs. Babs. Um, and then he uses the cane to make them say shit. Yeah, basically um, to ruin their act. Completely. Completely <clears throat> steps and all over the And the shit all over Mr. White. Yeah. And Mr. White is now telling his, his armed goons to fucking murder them. Um, and, you know, so it's just kind of funny, this awkward little, oh, I don't know what I'm saying, was, you know, that sort of thing. But it was funny, like, because after they do it, they're like, uh, let's just bring on the next act. And everybody just starts cheering and clapping. Yeah. For the next and everybody's, okay, great. We're, we're past that now. And then they kind of go into the, oh, we hope you guys don't mind that we water down your drinks, you stupid assholes. <laughs> and you're like, what's happening? So we, we go back into that. And uh, all right, we're like, cool. Get the thing. The girl starts singing. Um, and Rudy Ray Moore decides he is just going to fuck this girl's career. Yeah. And no he makes reason. her get laryngitis or something. And she starts, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and, and then her fucking wig, her, her wig, wig comes pops off, off, her dress falls and her down, her pants falls down. Yeah, everything could fall. Like this poor girl did nothing but work for Skillet and Leroy. Yeah. And now she's fucked. They had great um, musical acts. Like this seemed like a pretty good show. <laughs> actually the beginning, the, the opening guys that were playing, were like the jazz good. band was, or whatever. I was digging it. Yeah. They're great. I'm like, why so, would they think they wouldn't make money on this show? It looks fantastic. Yeah, this is a great show so far, guys. You guys have talent. Oh, never mind. So, uh, by the way, why the, why did Leroy have a, a padlock on his fly? Did you notice that? Well, okay. <laughs> that was part of their bit. What is that? But now, some of that came out later, and I don't, maybe I didn't, I didn't understand it, didn't get it, but like, the scene later on in the alley when Jimmy and Ted show up and Ted just unzips himself and runs off. I didn't understand <laughs> I just didn't understand what was happening. And um, I was just like, all right, well, I guess we're this is what we're doing. All right. Fair enough. That's fine. Sure. Um, but yeah, like now Leroy and Skillet were wearing suits and like not great suits, but they were wearing suits in, in most of the movie. When they got on stage, they were dressed like two clowns in yeah. a sultan's tent. <laughs> and you come going, the fuck is happening? That was their that was their gear. That was their workout gear, I guess. Um, so they tell some jokes, and it's kind of funny, you know, old dumb humor, vaudeville kind of setup humor, Re- very vaudeville. But I guess, like again, these guys were super over. I guess in the seventies. Yeah, I don't know. So this is this is where we're at with this. And <laughs> we get them and Rudy Ray Moore, every time he holds up the cane, he's gotta he's gotta do the head shake, hold his hand up, and they're thrown in for good measure. <laughs> he's, he's making the oogie boogie sounds when he's, he's yes. He's but he's not he's not doing it. It's a voiceover. It's ADR yeah. of somebody going, <laughs> and you, you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, and he's doing, he's just fucking super feeding it. And he's just going back and forth with this. Every time he holds that cane up, he's got to do the fucking head shake. And he's got to do the, the whole the convulsions and <laughs> all right, great. We got it. Well, here we are. All right, you're using the so, cane. 
Right. You're using the cane. There's the power. Oh, by the way, gotcha. like he also used the cane to find a bomb that oh, oh, Leroy and Skillet that was... planted. Yes. They, now, they planted a bomb. So now it wasn't enough. Okay, so now we've gone from talking, uh, roughing up, uh, machine gunning an uh, entire group of people at death. Yeah. At a church. At a church. And now we're going to plant an explosive device and kill everybody in a building. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, that's where we're at. Right here. Um, and yeah, so, and this, again, these are the parts, these are comic genius of Rudy Ray Moore. When he's got the, he's got the cane and he's putting the cane over, oh, the fucking graveyard. They set up this graveyard and I swear to God, they only did it for this one joke. Of the, of the, the wino? The wino. Yeah. Again, wino were the, the winos were the, the the nobodies of this movie, man. They were just poorly. They were shat upon this entire movie. They yeah, were just, just the lowest peasant, lowest form of, of of anybody. Cockroaches running around. So this wino is in the this wino is in the graveyard, stumbling around for no reason. You have zero idea why. And he's like, oh, Mom, let me in, baby. Like he, he's supposed to be at his house or something. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's just talking to a tombstone. And he stumbles and falls into a grave, uh, into a plot, an open, an open grave. Rudy Ray Moore and Jimmy show up, and Jimmy's Jimmy's doing the fucking I'm I'm a scared thing. And the guy's laying in the bottom of the grave. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, and Jimmy's shitting his pants. He's like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. And Rudy Ray Moore's going, Rudy Ray Moore's going, I don't hear nothing, man. Calm down, man. Why are you so scared? Why are you so scared, man? He's like, we're in a graveyard, motherfucker. And he, so he's, he's so, all this is going on. And this bum, this wino is laying in the bottom of a grave. And he's like, I'm cold. Rudy Ray Moore steps over, looks in the grave, sees a guy rolling around on the floor. And is like, no wonder you're cold, motherfucker. You kicked all your dirt off. And then he started kicking dirt back onto this dude. <laughs> He's starting to bury the guy alive. They started burying him. So, like, it's just one. The whole scene was set up for a ridiculous joke. Yeah. And for him to get the cane. It's like, why, wouldn't it, the, why wouldn't the cane just Why be wouldn't the devil just give him the just cane? Just give him the cane. He has to go on a scavenger yeah. hunt to find the cane. He has to go to the graveyard to get the cane. Instead of the devil just being like, here, take my cane. It's my fucking cane. <laughs> and he hit it under like an old tire. Yeah, and he had to move, remove moss and, and dead leaves and shit. And you're like, why, why didn't the devil just give it to him? Yeah, anyway, why, didn't you just, why didn't you just hand it to me? One of those things that you just don't question because, you know what? we had to get to the cemetery and we had to do the Because gag. they did. Yeah, exactly. They the, didn't question it at all. No. So why, why should we? Nobody in this movie questions anything weird that happens to them. They take it all in stride. No. Well, that's that was that's the whole thing, man. None of this makes a lick of sense if you think about it. So, don't think about it. Petey, are you and sure you want to make a deal with the devil? Are you sure you want to? Don't just stop worrying, man. And now he's giving you a magic cane that can do anything. Are you sure you're you're good? Come on, man. Don't worry, man. Come on, man. You worry too okay. much. So, Nell, you worry too much. <laughs> and she was just a big pain in the ass. They made her like, honestly, if I was a woman, I'd be offended. Just because she played the most whiny, helpless woman on the planet ever. Yeah. In the time of sexual revolution, when women were supposed to be bad, especially black women, strong black women. That was supposed to be a thing, man. 
Like you were supposed to be strong black women was supposed to be a fucking thing. Her entire existence and, uh, was only to be with Petey Wheatstraw. And serve him as his secretary. Yeah. So much so that even when the devil was like, I'm looking for Petey Wheatstraw, she's like, I'm his secretary. Can I help you? No, woman. <laughs> I don't want to. I only want <laughs> to talk to him. You. You're useless. I only want to talk to Petey Wheatstraw. And he gives well, her his card. Help you. And she fucking yeah, she loses his card anyway. And she doesn't look at That's what I don't understand. Like, she lost the card. She lost. She didn't know who he was. She didn't know, remember his name. <laughs> she didn't know what the card said. She never read it. Like, just, now, what were you doing? You think the gag would have been she would have read the card and called him Lou Cipher. He's like, and yeah. he has to correct everybody who has the card. But they only did it once. Nope. I'm a little disappointed nope. in that. It was, uh, it was not to be. It was just, you have to understand that. You're just a woman. You're a PD secretary. Do work. And that was that was your whole bit in the movie. But but Petey, what about our party? Nah, come on, oh, baby. woman. Don't do this now. Oh, oh, that was that was the other thing. So we're we're watching this. Um, PD has come back from the dead. They are you know obviously people trying to kill them, mm-hmm. and she wants to get fucking laid. Like she's the most ridiculous character ever. <laughs> and I also I also learned that romance without finance is a, a real nuisance. It's a nuisance. <laughs> oh, and that uh, I don't I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, uh, the fucking guy who was in the club with them. Oh, telling the oh, they're they're shitting on oh, his uh, shit. fucking dressing if room or whatever. Can't, if somebody can't trust their asshole, yeah. Because he says, "What do you okay?" Is love if, and larceny? Yeah, you have larceny in your heart. Because if you if you have to, there are people who shit, <laughs> and he makes the sound, <laughs> and he does that. Sound. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm. I'm not paraphrasing. Um, people who do that, and then there are people who have to take a quick shit, <laughs> and then they have to get up and look back. If you don't trust your own asshole, you have larceny in your heart. <laughs> That is a life lesson I want everybody to take home with them tonight. If you got love in your heart, you just wipe your ass and flush the toilet. You know, you that's right. If back. you got love in your heart, that's all you got. You got love in your heart. You just flush that toilet. You trust your asshole. You call it a day. And they all popped for it. This, this oh, they were they were dying. Like they were hysterical. And again, then Petey Weinstein says, "Well, you know, our dressing room is still a shithole." <laughs> so. And he didn't have enough room to fart. That's how this all started. Yeah, that's the, that's the line that brought this whole thing you, up. You didn't have enough room in the dressing room to fart. <laughs> so there we are. We've set this all up. We have we have all of our friends, all the jokers around. And Okay, so <laughs> we now are at the part where um, I, I want to say the, the – okay, hang on. Now again, my chrono my chronological order is confused on this because oh they were they were going to send for Petey. That's right, Petey was supposed to get married now at yeah, eleven so thirty. The they were going to pick him up. At this point, the devil's insisting that Petey live up to his end of the bargain. Your end of the bargain. He's got revenge on all the people he had to get revenge on. Yeah, they're all gone. So here's now here's the thing. You're not understanding. Like Rudy Ray Moore didn't let the audience in on the fucking bit. Because it's like, I got a plan, everybody. Don't worry. And you're like, okay, how about you tell the fucking audience? Nope. 
Um, but it turns out Petey is going to set this up uh, where the devil is going to come pick him up at 1130 to get married at midnight, you're assuming. However, Petey tells him, my father was an old Kung Fu master <laughs> named Bentu. So he wanted, he would, he told me, son, before the day of your marriage, I want you to meditate. So Petey Wheatstraw tells the devil, I'm going to be in deep meditation the day of my wedding. When you come right? and pick me up, I will be in deep meditation. I'll be deep meditation. Don't disturb me. You're like, uh, what? Okay. Right. So what the, the devil picks up Petey the day of his wedding <laughs> and brings him to an old abandoned building where he then treats Petey Wheatstraw to a bachelor party filled with lady demons dressed with uh, complete with nipple horns. <laughs> the horns on their head were just so awful. It was great, but they looked like nipples more than horns. Yeah. And then, and then cue Benny Hill music cue, again. Cue Benny Hill music where Petey Wheatstraw fucked them all <laughs> and possibly killed some. Some were lying there with these dead <laughs> yeah. blank looks. They get, done, they were they get done with the sex montage in there. They're just laying there with their eyes open. I'm like, they, they dead? Look like, they're, like he murdered them. Like he, he just fucked, fucked them, them to death. death. <laughs> yes. So now here's the plan. Ready Petey for this, guys? Wheatstraw. This is this is where they need you to just – Petey Wheatstraw's plan. Jimmy, you know how you make things. Yeah. Jimmy goes, yeah, Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what of it? <laughs> Jimmy, you know how you make things. Yeah, Dolomite. <laughs> I need you to make me a mask of me. What? So – now, we're to understand that Jimmy is so good at crafting that Jimmy is just going to whip up a quick Petey Wheatstraw mask. Yeah. I, I was waiting for the dopiest looking mask. And it, you got it. You got it. You very much got it. Uh, he, Jimmy just whip up from what the shit he had on hand at the club, <laughs> a Petey Wheatstraw mask. And now this is this is where it got a little dark for me. They were just going to kidnap a wino, dope him up, not with wine, the heavy shit. The heavy that, shit. Is a, that is a direct quote from the movie. <laughs> not with wine, the heavy shit, man. <laughs> so they doped up a wino with heroin or whatever else, and they put a Petey Wheatstraw mask on this poor dope. A lifelike Petey Wheatstraw a mask. Yeah, an exact duplicate of Petey Wheatstraw's face. And we're to just accept that they were going to give this poor wino to the devil. Yeah. They set this they, guy up they, to take the fall had, for Petey. They had zero qualms about giving this wino's life for Petey Wheatstraw. And I like how they've, they've rolled with the punches for everything, but it, when they're trying to pick up the wino, like, well, isn't he, like, too big? Yeah, they're like, no, this don't, no, this isn't going to work. This doesn't look now like all, you. Now all of a sudden they had an issue. <laughs> now, now it's just like, this is just breaking the fucking fourth wall now. Like, yeah, is, and then they just then they just turned around and put the mask on him. And they have, of course, Rudy Ray Moore play him wearing a mask. <laughs> As a perfect. As a perfect. And they go and they keep touching his face like they're keeping the mask on. <laughs> and, they, and they're like, I don't believe how much it looks like Dole, how much it looks like Petey. Call him Dolomite. I can't believe how much it looks like Petey. Man, that, I guess it looks OK. And you're like, <laughs> Jimmy, you, you, Jimmy, you know how you know how to make things make a perfect fucking like, <laughs> Mission Impossible mask. <laughs> Literally. Ethan Hunt did not have that good of a fucking makeup guy. Um, 
But the way, just the way he said it. Hey, Jimmy, you know how you make things? Yeah, Dolomite. <laughs> Jimmy, this informed yeah. ability that you got. You still know how to do it? Sure. You know, you know how to do this, right, Jimmy? You should be working uh, for like MI6. He really should. Jimmy should have had a, a job. <laughs> doing something way way beyond his pay scale of go get the car jimmy he needed he needed to be like a special effects guy yeah so now we uh the devil shows up no actually the devil's henchmen show henchmen up show up pick up the wino they pick <laughs> up this wino and they put him in the car the wino wakes up not even five minutes in he was supposed to be out for like two or three days they said days he would be out so the wino wakes up five not five minutes into this car ride, starts freaking out and pulls his dolomite face off. To which the demons who went and picked him up just stop the car. They just jam on the brakes. And <laughs> he let, let him out. out. He just runs out. Let him out of the car. And uh, so you're like, okay, now Petey Wheatstraw has double crossed the devil. Yeah. To which the answer for that is. Well, what we'll do, we'll get it, we'll do this, we'll put the wino in, put the mask on the wino. By the time he realizes what we've done, we'll be halfway across the country. Yeah, the whole the whole plan was to just haul ass. We're just, just gonna, run. We're just going to run. We're just going to charter a plane and we're going to leave and he'll never be able to that, find us. Not, no, they didn't even charter a plane. They got tickets on a they regular tickets, fucking yeah, they flight. Got <laughs> they booked a flight. That should like, be enough to get rid of, get out of the devil. Yeah, we obviously can we can just ditch the devil by getting on Delta. Now he made he gave me a magic cane that can do anything. Clearly he can't find us if we hop onto a fucking you know <laughs> on Pan Am. Pan Am. <laughs> Let's go. So that's their plan. And sure enough, the plan fails huge when demons attack the club where they're all hanging out. Yeah. First of all, everybody on the planet is like, Well, where's Petey at? He's staying with Nell. So everybody, everybody in the hood knows where the fuck Petey Wheatstraw is. How is the devil not going to know? Yeah. They all hang out at the club. They all hang out at Nell's. Let's go. <clears throat> There's only two so, places they're going to be. Yeah, they're not going to be anywhere else, guys. <clears throat> so we're now, we're now treated to this of the, the devil's demons come and they start attacking. And, and the fight little ensues. spandex. Ballet outfits. Now that was the best part. They had ballet tights on. They had a devil costume that you'd buy at any any good Halloween shop. Yeah, the crappiest say, pair of devil horns that you can think of that like girls right. would wear. Well, they, had, they had the big red ones. They had the they they were they had the big red ones. So they were the elite because the devil said so. Yeah, and the half devil cape. said the devil said you are my elite. You are the best of the best of <laughs> my the forces. Best of the best. You were the best of the best of my forces. And that was okay, man. These guys were, were it. They were in there. So they had the, again, they had ballet tights to almost match the color of their cape. Almost. But because they, they couldn't find blue. I'm, I'm assuming they couldn't find blue tights. So that's why they went with purple for those guys. And they had pink. Oh, the one, the one guy had pink. I, I, I'm assuming because they ran out of shit. I know. I was, I was looking at him like, okay, well, clearly we only had a certain number of tights. Yeah, clearly we did not have enough tights for these guys because now, uh, yeah, obviously the guy in pink. He drew the short so, straw and got the pink yes. tights. So now here we are, the the big fight of the elites. <laughs> these are the uh, 
near boss battles. <laughs> the devil's fucking the devil's special forces. Yeah, his his green berets. Um. So now we have that fight, which was awful and was really the first was one of the good shots where you see Rudy Ray Moore, the stunt double. Like that was really the first time you got to see a good shot of his stunt double from the front and they just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. At that um, point, why bother? Yeah. We're just, okay, we're, we're doing this. So that's that end of story guys. Um, so we, we go there and then we are back to let's run guys. That's their plan. <laughs> well, every fight they're starts. Running. They're kung fuing, and then he Petey decides I'm going to use. Oh, I got the fucking cane. Oh wait, I got the cane. Why don't I fucking use it? And then he just drives them off. Yep, and he fights them off. And, and they just uh, again, having this cane doesn't really seem to be that big of a fucking deterrent against these guys. No, like they barely squeak out each time from from these the devil's elite. So. Now they start to run, and now the devil has gone into full devil mode. Yeah. Which, I'll be honest, I kind of liked it. He looked like Goat Boy from SNL. <laughs> I kept he thinking like of this, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine and the Devil's Reign. The Devil's Reign, yeah. But this was like less makeup effects and more like if a red fox was a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, turning into a goat person. Yeah, he was a were-goat. Because he had these big, giant, goofy ears. And then he had, like, this full, bushy head of gray hair. Yeah, gray hair and, and gray they, beard. Gray beard, white face. He had, like, this super white painted face with the red eyes. Yeah. Like, red paint around his eyes. He had lipstick on. And then he had lipstick on. He had red fingernails on, like, ladies' fingernails. And he had a red, sparkly, yeah. flowy shirt. I almost, I almost thought it was, like, the Manos cape. But... It, well, almost. It, it had more rhinestones. Yeah. A little more fabulous. Yeah, it was a lot more fabulous. <laughs> um, and then he had the satin black and red cape over the top. Okay. So it was actually, it was pretty cool. I liked it. I, I, as far as, you know, since we they weren't really looking to win any makeup awards, I gave him a lot of credit for it. I liked it a lot. So, but now you know he was in full battle mode. Yeah. The devil was fucking heated at P.D. Weastro now. And everybody kept telling him, you know, we're going to cross the devil. We were fucked. And he's like, no, y'all worry too much. <laughs> yeah. So shit Stop. starts going south and they all start saying, maybe you should just marry this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, can't you just, why don't you just marry her and just get it over with? And his, his my favorite retort, are you sick? You must be sick. You must be sick. He kept saying you that to the devil. Sick. How the hell am so, I supposed to give you a son? Yeah. So this is where we're at, though, because now the daughter's ugly, gross, can't stand it, like, it's just tremendous now. This whole thing is just one nonstop, like, goof. So, like, we have we, we assume we're going to have our big battle now. Yeah. Where Petey and all his boys against the, the demons, which we do again. And it's, a, again, lackluster fight. <laughs> not, a lot of running really around the anything. rooftop, back and forth. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so let's let's go to the rooftop thing. So they're down in the, they're running and she says, wait, I got to get my bags. Yeah. And they're like, get my makeup, no. my money. My well, clothes. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. That comes. But the first she, her carry on bag, she drops. Yeah. And stops to pick it up. 
And they're like, bitch, no. <laughs> and yeah, they're just like, no, just get with it. Let's go. Um, so she's, she's obviously just completely upset that she needs to get this. But now the fight breaks out again in the parking lot that they're all wait. They're taking a break because she needs a break. Yeah, they just ran down the block. Yeah, they just ran up the blocks, but she needs she needs to rest. So there are certain points in the script of the movie where, like, if people say one thing, you don't repeat what they just said. So, like, if Chuck's like, I want to get a drink. I don't go, we should stop and get this drink. <laughs> You're not going to say that again. Yeah, stop. Chuck needs a drink. Rudy Ray Moore... Rudy Ray Morville, you do. That's exactly what you do. She says, I need to stop and take a rest. All right, let's stop and take a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to confirm what you just said. You know what? It sounds better when a man says it, baby. So <laughs> that's true. It didn't become it didn't become a, a thing until uh, until Petey he said, said it. Until Petey Wheatstraw put it over and said, yes, now it's, now it's law. Now we got to stop. So here we are. We're, we're, we're stop again in, in an alleyway that says in the, in the back. Now, I found this interesting. Lil Wayne. Yeah, I know. Big signs at Lil Wayne. I said, okay, you know. So now there's that going on, and then uh, it said Rudy, which obviously that was him. And one of the some of the other some of the other graffiti was pretty good, but like this is where we're we're sitting here going, all right, we we've we've hit the lull finally. Nope, just kidding, because the dev, the demons attack again. Out of nowhere. Same guys. They just climb. They're, they're behind the fucking nowhere. shit against the wall, and they just come out of nowhere. So now, fight breaks out, and everybody's getting their ass kicked again. Even having this cane, really not doing a lot, not doing much for anybody. They grab Nell, and now all of a sudden, they're up high on the roof. The devil and all of his demons have Nell, and they're up on the roof. And he's like, "Petey Weed Straw, it's time to make another deal." Uh, no, bargaining. And he's like, not a bargain. You come up here or we kill the girl. So he looks at his friends and says, Jimmy, pull the car around front. <laughs> what? I'm not going to leave you. Just pull the car around front. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. You're like, what? What is it? How is that a plan? <laughs> hey, guys, just take off for a bit. Take five. Yeah, guys, you guys take five. I'm going to go handle this. We did stop for so, a rest. So I want you guys to make sure that you got one. So now here's my problem. He picks up a six foot ladder that's laying on the, in the garbage. <laughs> yes. As if this six foot ladder is going to reach the top of this building. Not even like a, a, a like an adjustable. It's like a painter's ladder. No, it's a, it's a six foot wooden painter's ladder. <laughs> he just puts it against the wall. That's it. And then it cuts to him climbing up to the top of the roof. Yeah. And now he's on the roof. <laughs> like, His okay. magical six-foot painter's ladder. I, I guess like, the, okay. I guess the staff made the ladder bigger. Yeah, he his, his pip came. He made it made it larger. Yeah. They just teleported up there, but Well, you know, let's not get crazy. Teleporting <laughs> silly. We don't need we don't we don't need that kind that's, of funny. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Um so yeah, so now the devil's up there with Petey, and uh, Jimmy is getting the car, pulling the car around. <laughs> Again, not understanding. <laughs> Jimmy, pull the car around. I'll be up in a minute. What, what good would that do? Yeah, I guess, how is that helping? I guess how they made their spectacular getaway. They just peel, peel off, and the well, devil's that's, just. That's what you dust. figure. You figure Rudy Ray Moore, you 
Petey Wheatstraw has a fucking plan that he is going to take this car and then, you know, there'll be some sort of fucking crazy chase. And now, you know, boom, boom, boom. There we go. Nope. Nope. Not at all. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, we're just, we're just going to go. So Petey's up there fighting all of them by himself. Yeah. The whole squad, whole squad of demons. He's fighting them all. <laughs> again, not uh, again. We were we get to we we really get to see a good shot of his stunt double. Yeah, a lot of running back and forth. And, um, he, would, and he would try to pick up the cane, and they would start kicking the shit out of him. And then you know they, <laughs> they the steal ground. the cane, and then he gets the cane again. So again, we're 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 treated to the same awful fighting of Petey Wheatstraw's stunt double because like they just gave up. They did not give a fuck. <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore was taking a break. Rudy Ray Moore, again, only seeing him when he was putting the heat on somebody else. Whenever Petey took a shot, it was this big jack dude. <laughs> so, again, we're, we're at this, okay, well, uh, I guess we're doing this the rest of the movie. And that's what they did. There was at no point, no, they didn't even bother to try. They weren't even like, you know what? Let's even... The guy just looked nothing like him. Yeah. So then he fights the devil and says to the devil, even Dan... He brings up Daniel Webster. Yeah. And he's like, even Daniel Webster, you came back from his... his even after he tricked you. You're like, okay, sure. Um, so he just picks up the devil... Throws him off a uh, Vader style <laughs> off of the roof where he bursts into flames and hits the floor like a ton of shit. <laughs> so you're like, all right. He, like, he pulled fine. the old fucking Vader throwing the Emperor into the. Yeah, that's exactly how he did it. He just wound up, just burst into fire, hit the ground, and then there was just an outline of him in the ground. It wasn't even like it was an a outline of an eight foot guy. The guy was like eight foot tall. Yeah. Meanwhile, that devil was the shortest guy in that group. <laughs> in his his group, group of elites. They were just, they were all <laughs> taller than he was. He was like so fucking tiny. Like a cruiserweight. It's like bantamweight. Tito. What was his name? Tito something. Um, so yeah, so here we see a victorious Petey Weedstraw who then takes the cane, snaps it over his knee. Yeah, so now devil's killed, the cane's destroyed. Our heroes all are waiting. Okay, so what we are treated to in between during the fight, okay? Nell says, I have to go to my house. Oh, no, no, uh, Jimmy, go upstairs and help Petey. No. <laughs> Petey, Petey told me to wait in the car. Petey told me to wait in the car. I ain't doing shit. I ain't going up there. And then she says, well, could you take me to my house real quick? And he's like, No. <laughs> She's like, I got to get money and my underwear. And my jewel. And, and, Ted, and Ted's like, well, why don't you just drop her off at the thing. Ted Come goes, on. she's right. Not going to take too long. We'll be back in a minute. We'll be back in a couple minutes. And he's like, well, shit. So now he goes and they drive <laughs> off, leaving Petey to fend for himself. God, you're so close to being a level-headed guy. Whatever plan they had was just now thrown away because she needed to get her underwear and cash. It was all knelled. <laughs> She nailed the whole fucking thing. So they they leave, and 
as this goes on, Petey comes down victorious, sees a red car, a Cadillac, because they make sure you see it's a Cadillac, red Cadillac. And Petey gets in the car and goes, I killed the devil and broke the, broke the stick. Yeah, and then you're like, okay. And up pulls Jimmy, Nell, and Ted. And they're like, where's Petey? I don't know where Petey. He's getting in that car. And it turns out it's the devil, uh, Skillet and Leroy. Yeah, they're demons, driving. And the daughter who takes her veil off, who is now this sixth grade paper mache masked <laughs> monster. The and they all sloth mask. And Petey screams in terror. <laughs> freeze end frame. Scene, freeze frame, end movie. And then the upbeat Petey Wheatstraw theme. Petey Wheatstraw song. And even right. though he wasn't victorious, we're going to have this upbeat theme play in the background. So. About how your hero overcame everything, but really didn't. But really, at the end, just got fucked. <laughs> really, now he's, now he's damned and doomed forever. So, but you leave this movie just. You 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 don't care. Yeah. I was none of this made yeah none of it made a lick of difference because you spent the entire fucking movie entertained. Um, I cannot, I cannot say I you know not this is this is a movie. Even if even if you're not like Pinnacle eighty two, <laughs> even if you like your occasional black exploitation film, you should totally fucking watch this. This movie was so good. If it's any of, if you like Dolomite, if you yeah. like Human Tornado, any Rudy um, Ray Moore movies, any be, Rudy Ray Moore movie, it's going to be good. It's going to be worth this your time. movie. Yeah, this movie is completely just right up there with with the rest of them. You know, like this this does not disappoint you. Absolutely not. Lou Cipher. There's our joke. Ah, I I just feel like this. You know. Again, people say, oh, they can't make that movie nowadays. No, you can't because it's not the same time period. No. And you don't have the actors wanting to do that. You know, the guys who created this created it for a reason. Well, you know what you do have? It's the Medea movies. Look how bad those are. Oh, those are fucking – and they're not even funny. Like I wish – and that's the thing. People are – that I can't – I don't understand that. Maybe that's me. I don't get it. Maybe that's my thing. I don't I don't understand. Soul pain. Oh, well, Soul Plane was fun. <laughs> but again, even even Soul Plane, like you, you can't make that movie now. Okay, why not? No. And like, we, and like we said, even though they're they're black directors, writers, producers, right? They're you know we're we're awful racists. People are oppressing people, and we're we're exploiting them. No, dude, this this wasn't about white people exploiting anybody. This was yeah. about these are the black artists. Made that had their own studios. These guys had their own scripts. These guys had their own cameramen. These guys did all this. Honestly, you want to watch a good movie? And I thought it was, I thought it was fun. It was the uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, My Name is Dolomite, where he, it's recent, like a biopic right? that just yeah. came out. Yeah, what, yeah. And a year or two. Watch it. It's great. They get, they get in, they get into. There's comedy, but they get into the behind the scenes of the shit they did, and that's to me. That's I find that the most interesting. That's the fun part. Like they, they always come across as movies of like they made these things because it's the stuff that they liked. It's the things they found funny. Yep. This is all this the shit that we enjoy, and we're just going to throw it in here. This is funny. Yeah, no, this is funny to us. <laughs> and, yeah. 
we're here doing this because this is fucking good. And you know what? Let's show them we can do this. And they did it. And they didn't care who saw it. But they wound up, they reached every audience. Yeah. Because now you had you had everybody putting those movies over. Like so, I said, they're always they're always fun. Yep. Always and fun watch. That's what I'm that's what I mean. Like I just I can't stand people who would take that away. Yeah. I've yet to be disappointed to be, by a Blaxploitation movie. And we had a few horror. We had like, you know, we had Blackula was on the docket. Blackula, Blackenstein. <laughs> Blackenstein. It's just funny even saying it. Blackenstein, the Black Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> and if the movie's awful. The movie's god awful. <laughs> um, but Blackula, Black, I, I used to, oh man, that movie, every time it's on, I'll watch it, man. Fucking Mama Waldo uh, is my man. That's, he's hysterical. Vampires like, in the Bronx or something? Was oh, yeah. One? Yeah, that's that's one Papadon just watched actually. Yeah. So yeah, the, these are the this this is the stuff that like time. It's a sign of the times, and that's what it is. And they you can this, bitch about it, you can fucking cry about it. Still, you know, it's they, not going to go away. There was that block of time where these just came out. Yep. They all they all just came out at the same time, and then they yep. just vanished. And, well, and that was the thing, and like. Um, to, to just to just be so, again, to be outraged from this movie, like, oh, I saw it now. This is awful. Okay, sure. It's well then obviously this isn't meant for you. You know, it's, you don't like it. Don't watch it. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing you could really give these, give, you know, that's if you, if you can't, if, if you're not going to enjoy this. You're really not going to enjoy any of them. Yeah. It's all the same shit. Yep. And it's, it's Kung Fu. It's ridiculous <laughs> acting. It's stereotypes. It's, it's ridiculous. So if you're, if you're coming in, cause you want to, you want to really see the, uh, I really want to see the urban gritty. No dude, not this movie. Nope. This movie's about a dude with karate who gets laid. <laughs> and he makes it. <laughs> and every, everybody loves him. He puts himself over. He's the funniest guy on the planet for saying nothing. You want to watch Gritty, watch Death Promise. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I promise you our next one will be really gritty, too, with uh, Devil's Express. Devil's Express. That's, that's gritty. That's what kicked this whole thing off as far as like the it's idea true. for this month. It's true. Because you and I watched it. We're like, oh, this is, this is too good not to. Just his fucking name. Yeah. Uh, I God, I'm not. Even, I don't even want to put it over. I want. I want everybody to watch when we do it. That's all. <laughs> Fantastic name. Oh God, you want? You're gonna anybody? If you're having kids, anybody's having a kid soon, we have the perfect name for your kid. That'll be on the next episode of Hard Junkyard. <laughs> Somebody has to do this now. Yeah, name, it's, it's, name, name your kid. This will send you a DVD or something. I will. I oh, fuck. <laughs> You name your kid this, <laughs> and I want the videotape and the and the birth certificate that says that your your child is named that name. We'll get to that. We'll get on that. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh, what else we got planned on it? Um. So I, like I said, we watched this, but I think we're. Uh, I have a. I have some. I had some other things that were. Right after this, Shaolin Dolomite came on. And I immediately said, oh, my God, because it has Rudy Ray Moore in it, 
1999, right before he passed. Well, shortly before, not right before, but shortly before he passed, um, in a in a legit kung fu movie that was voiced over, <laughs> and they made every stupid joke. You're going to disrespect me from the clan of Wu Tang, and you're like, oh god, you know what I mean? Like now it's they're all played out to death, but this is. This was back in 99. Yeah. So so I started watching that. And that's just, again, we have a little bit of, you know, crazy going on there. So there's there's a lot of fun going on. I think that needs to be watched. It probably won't be on the junkyard because it's not, as, not horror, but yeah. still. I mean, not, uh, not that this movie was really horror. No, but se. you know what? This movie was on a list of... Uh, movies that the devil appeared in. Yeah, don't don't go into it thinking you're going to get a gory, scary horror film. No, 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 no. no. This is just <laughs> it's, uh, this it's was, kung fu, yeah. devils, and spandex. Yeah, fighting pimps. Um, I would put it on the level of makeup effects of death metal zombies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Rudy. Uh, R.I.P. Sheetar versus uh, Petey Weistra. Oh, Lord of the Underdead. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that was. This is the movie, man. I, I think you guys would enjoy it. Um, even if you just put it on in the background, yeah, during your your Halloween time, <laughs> it's worth it for the dialogue alone. Yeah, that. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you put it in your background, leave the sound up. You need to hear the yeah. fucking dialogue. The dialogue <laughs> in this movie is it worth it, it on so many fucking levels. And just just the ridiculous because you, you're going. That's not a real line. They didn't they didn't write that on a script. They did not waste a piece of paper scripting this, did they? Did I just hear that? Yeah, this not that can't be real. So yeah, the uh, Petey Wheatstraw, the motherfucking Devil's son-in-law. There's actually a song. There's a bunch of blues songs called the Devil's son-in-law. Well, yeah, look, Petey Wheatstraw was a, a singer. Yeah. Um, then he wrote the devil's son-in-law yeah so this goes i'm sure this goes down deep into history um which i don't again i don't know um i just saw it when i was looking it up on youtube like i said if you if you try to find it they, like there's a bunch of listings for it for a full movie and it's not it's, yeah. it's just not the movie it is on prime to rent yeah um, uh, but it's also but i found it, it i found yeah, it on tubi I, it's on tubi but it's also on IMDb TV for yeah. free. You can okay. watch it with ads. And the ads, like I said, are not bad. Like it's not nothing that's like, oh, come on. It wasn't really bad. So you can kind of get it in that way. Just, like I said, just for the just to watch it, get it and see it, and then you'll you'll understand. If you've never watched one before, this is the movie you should watch. It'll put you in the mood <clears> to get it'll put you down a rabbit hole. Because then you just wanna, will. I, really I want will. I want to just watch a string of black exploitation movies now just to have a um, laugh. The other thing, and, and so the other thing I always liked about it, and the thing that appeals to me is the filmmaking version of it. You know, the filmmaking aspect that these guys did this, no licenses, they didn't have permits. They just used, they used the shit they had, the clubs, yeah. the alleys, and the burnt out buildings. You can always tell they, by the people that are around, like the background people. Right. And that's, that's what we wanted to get into. That was the other thing. I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> and they're just standing back there and they're just watching. Yeah, um, there's a scene where the devil is jogging. He's wearing a red jogging suit and a, a red, white, and blue ascot. 
and he's jogging through the neighborhood. And at some points he's waving at people like they know who he is. Like they're like, oh, hey, the devil. Um, <laughs> and he's waving devil. like he's Rocky as he's running through. And then there's a scene like these kids are just jogging with him, yeah. smiling and laughing. He's, he's giving their hair a tussle. And yeah, he gives he gives the one kid a little tussle on his afro. <laughs> you're going, like, what the fuck? It's the devil. Yeah, and and people are just standing there. Um, other people are like on their front porches and on their grass, and they're just like watching. And they're just like kind of watching because they see obviously they see Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, and they see him running because he's jogging with the devil at the one. Because point. At, one, yeah, he, at one point, he picks him up, and they're like. Well, it's got to be important if you got to run to it. Yeah, it's his gift. That's and then they're both his, uh, and then they're bachelor running. party. Ray yeah. Ray Moore's running so in his suit. People are yeah. That's the best part about it. He's in his suit, running next to the devil in his red jogging <laughs> suit. Fucking jogging suit. So that's that's what we're you know that's where we're at now. Um, the neighborhood is just watching, they're just, and they see taking they're, they're literally they're watching Dolomite, and they're watching Ray Moore. Dolomite go and run with this guy who's dressed in this white beard looking like fucking famous Amos. <laughs> and his little jogging outfit. His little jogging attire. And they're jogging out jogging together. So you're like, all right, haha, tee hee, it's funny. But uh okay. Rudy Ray Moore is jogging with the devil. Sure. They didn't, they and didn't the keep cool people offset. They didn't corn anything off. Nope. No streets were closed. <laughs> just run just run down the street and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, no streets were closed in the making of this movie. No. They couldn't close a street because then, then people would know, the police would know they were making a movie. They exactly. Um, and then, and, and that's, that's always – that's the one thing we did not have in this movie. We did not have the white police presence that you get in most Rudy Ray Moore movies. No, Mr. White was the only white guy. Yeah. And, his, um, uh, and the doctor. And the doctor. And the doctor. That's it. And then once and, Mr. White takes care of uh, Leroy and – you never see it. He's never in the movie again. Nope. Um, that's because he has more important things to do. Uh, the other busy. part is uh, the devil. Now, if you want to go, if you really want to start peeling this onion back, the devil, when he became full blown devil, was white. That's uh-huh. true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. See? I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you trying to say this movie was clever? I'm saying there's a little bit of clever in this. They snuck it in there. They did snuck it in. So yeah, the uh, do yourselves a favor. Watch Petey Wheat's Draw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Um, check that out. You got anything else to add on this? No. It, uh, it's pretty much spoken for itself at this point. It really did. <laughs> Honestly, this, this movie speaks for itself on so many levels. Without even really giving away any of the gags, I think. This is just funny. It's hard talking about things that are funny. And and like there I, is so much more. Like, okay, there are so many scenes when Jimmy, Jimmy's fucking facial cells, when the devil pats him on the back. <laughs> he's all unnerved. Oh, he's just shit in his pants. It's so great. And the facials are funny. And even Petey Wheatstraw's face when he finds the bomb. Yeah. Fucking hysterical. And the the gags aren't you know you can tell I can tell you every gag in the movie cartoonish reactions to things but it's not gonna fucking put it over like watching Rudy Ray Moore do these faces <laughs> just watching him alone 
is worth the price he of admission. So worth it. Yeah. Um, and again, I got, to, I, I still, I got the pleasure to meet him. Uh, me and Nova got to meet him on a bus at the, at the enterprise rental place in Atlanta. And that was, you know, I get to, that's my, that's my, I get to say, I met Rudy Ray Moore <laughs> knowing who he was and, yeah. you know, exp- you know, telling him how much I liked his movie. And, um, well, you said he was nice, right? He was super nice, man. He was, he was cool. And he's, he was super like humble about it. And he was just like happy. Like he was, he was like very, uh, like, Oh, I'm glad you guys liked it. And that's cool that you guys are into it. You know, that sort of thing. And it was, it was fun. You know what I mean? Like I just, uh, it's one of those moments that I get to remember fondly because movies like this, I could watch them over and over and just, Still, did you find yourself day. watching? Really, like, I know that guy. Well, no, no, it, it was one of those things. Like, damn, I got to meet him. That's awesome. Did um, he look? Did he? Was he dressed? No, he was. He he kind of looked normal. Yeah, except older. He was just much older. And it's, you're kind of like, whoa! Like when you watch when I watch uh, Shaolin Dolomite. Yeah, that's how he looked. Okay. You know, he was much older. Um, but yeah, it was. It was very cool. It was a, it was a cool, uh, cool experience in life, and um, one of those things I won't ever forget. And movies like Petey Wheatstraw, that gets to—I'm glad those movies made their way back into the world because that came out with the what the Dolomites set in what '92 or something? Yeah, '99. I don't know. I can't remember. That's what threw me um, off about because it, it, it was part of that set, but it's not. Dolom- but it's not Dolomite. It's not Dolomite. But it's the same fucking character. Let's yeah, he plays the same character in every. <laughs> he plays every, the same character. He, he, as I said, he plays Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, yeah. And they just slap a different name on him, but it's it's him. He plays the same guy in every film. And we're doing the same bit, same <laughs> doing comedy, the same, same shit. Yeah, it's it's all good. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our our Petey Wheatstraw. Um, do we have anything in the mailbag? Anything we want to, that we want to cover? Anything in calls? Anything? Uh, we do have a voicemail. Let me uh, let me cue it up. Let's uh, let's listen to this. All right. Hey fuckers, this is Tim from Canada. Tuttle seventeen. Just wanted to say hello, everybody. Love the show. Get to chat with you sometimes online, but you know, might as well hear my voice for once. Get a get a good message out there. So. Yeah, the Rob Zombie films were good. I really like the fact that he has good titties in them. And uh, that's about all I got to say from up here in Canada. Shan Shan says hello. So that was from Tuttles? Yep. My man. Who who had to to ask us if it was too much? Too much that he said titties. (laughs) Were you you guys offended by my call? I just want to make sure. I fucking love Canada. I seriously, I love, I, said, I love all uh, of you. I might have said a swear word in it. Are you guys okay with uh, that? Like, is it going to make the air? Canada, I love you. I love all of you. <laughs> Although I had to say, uh, Shan Shan says hello sounds like a threat. Yeah, right? It, 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 it sounded all <laughs> didn't, didn't? Shan Shan says hello. And by the way, Shan Shan says hello. <laughs> am I, like, oh, shit. Am I, I'm expecting a gunshot. <laughs> like, wait, did, did we promise her money? Is that what happened? I don't. I don't. Hang on a second. Wait a tick. Did we? Did we owe Shan Shan money? Go, go back to the tapes. Did we? Did we unleash something here? We borrowed money from her to put on a show. We, and now we we need to get that money for uh, before Mr. Shan Shan comes and. <laughs> but then Stevie came into town, put on his own show. The Stevie's day after dead. our opening. 
Oh, Canada, never yeah, change. Yeah. yeah, please don't ever change. Um, no questions, so that's okay. Again, have no questions, but you know what? We love you all the same. Yeah, that's cool. That's all you that, – just so you guys are aware. That's all you got to do, man. Leave us a note. Let us say hi. Give us a comment. Let us know what you guys are doing. Yeah. We're interested. We want to know what you guys are up to. Um, if you got – again, when we go and we do the live stream on uh, – when Chuck is running RE2 and stuff, um, we start talking about games. You guys smarten me up to games I never knew about. So – Give us your comments. Send us uh, if you have some games you want to try out, you want us to look at, or you know you think are cool, fun to play. We're yeah. looking for them. We're looking for games. So anything like even not even mainstream ones. If you guys have independent horror yeah. games that you know of, let us know. You've seen. I know. I know you found the uh, the Puppet Master game. Well, I was given that. Um, uh, my friend Vince Florio, uh, the Evil DM. You guys check him out um, on Discord. You can, he's got his own podcast. The guy is the Podfather of uh, gaming OSR gaming. He, this guy started out, he was making shows for years before, before anybody else was. So yeah. he's the guy who you know, put that shit out. Um, me and him had a show a while back. Um, we did OSR stuff. We did 5E. We covered a lot of stuff. He's the guy who smart me up. I did a show today with him, uh, just a quick kind of, hey, how you doing sort of thing. We played catch up, and he smartened me up to the Puppet Master game. He's like, you got to check this out. And I was I – was, an okay fan of the puppet master it wasn't like my favorite full moon franchise. Yeah. Uh, that's subspecies by the way, but it's to me like the, the, the movies are fun as fuck. Nazis, crazy puppets. I'm down. And they just had a new one. Not, not too long. Yes. Ago. Yeah. So but that looked, that looked good. And that's actually a multiplayer game, right? So again, we were thinking, what did you, you said, um, we get to play with some of the guys in the room. Yeah, why not? Why not? That'd be funny as fuck, man. If we get get some of the guys on and start playing with them. Yeah, that's what we're down to do, guys. We we want to do some maybe tournament fighting, some Street Fighter shit with yep. you assholes. They want to do some fighting games, and I just yeah, I, I realized I still have the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game. You have it? Yeah, I have it. I got that game. I must have. So, it must have been a free game a long time ago. Because um, I, I, it was in my library. I'm like, holy shit! I, I had no idea I had this. Yeah, to it, me, it, it was one of those games that, you know, I, I obviously love the fuck out of Jason, but at the same time, it was one of those games that lost its shine because it was just repetitive. Yeah, you know. So it's like, but then, and then you're not playing with people that, yeah, you know, like you're just playing those, with strangers and exactly. So now that was the other. That was the other thing. We, we discussed the long-term philosophies of our gaming careers and our, our discussions and, and our we're all searching for that game that's going to be our lasting game. Like we all we're all looking for the game that's going to be our forever game. <laughs> it's like we're you know it's like now all of a sudden we are uh, we're, we're seeking Miss Wright and to find that one game that video game that role-playing game. The one game that's going to be our game forever so until the day we die. It's like a we'll never get bored of. We're just trying yeah. to find the. We're just trying to find our perfect game. And I said, you know, we were discussing. I said that is absolutely fucking spot on. Like you know how you got these the surfers who are always trying to find the perfect wave, dude. We're always trying to find that perfect fucking game. Yeah. And sometimes it never comes. Sometimes we spend our lives looking for it. But, but I think it, I think it'd be really cool to play 
some shit with you guys. And, definitely. Uh, we definitely want to get involved. Um, if we start doing some tournament play, like where we start doing a street fighter tournament or some, anything, yeah. any sort of tournament game, we'll maybe uh, come up with some prize support for mm-hmm. you uh, monkeys. Should you be able to beat us? Right. You have to win. Yeah. You got to win. This isn't, not everybody gets the, uh, participation trophy no you don't get something just for showing up yeah trial by fire means you're out justin you're in the deep (laughs) you're in the deep end so yeah so um if you guys want to get in touch with us unless uh you have anything else chucks no i'm just gonna say thanks to everybody who tunes in on uh our wednesday play along and everything and checking out the, I know we have our, our group of like 10 or 12 regulars that pop by. And I know a lot of you dudes uh, watch it later on because I see the views that are on it. So a few of you are catching up, but if you want to come by live, by all means come by after the horseman on Wednesdays. Yeah, definitely do, man. I, I want to thank guys. Uh, really, I, I know I keep saying this. I want to thank you guys completely for the views We've uh, our numbers have jumped up and you guys have helped us out so much. Yep. So you guys, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, on the Twitch we channel, just wanna, on the Hamid yeah. media channel, we want to keep making comment, you know, uh, content for you guys. Cause we want to entertain you because you guys have done some fun, amazing shit with us. So you're sharing this with us and we want to yeah. share it with you. Thank you guys so much. I'm not trying to, you know, get all emotional on you, but you guys have really, it means it means a lot. Yeah, it's been so. Real thank fun. you guys for coming along. Thank you guys for sticking around. Um, even you know, listen, I understand some of these shows; they're not all winners. But I think, thank you guys for sticking around. <laughs> much like the movies that we watch, you know, you got some exactly. Duds. Yeah, that, much like much like sometimes you know, sometimes we have death metal zombies. <laughs> sometimes you have death metal zombies. Sometimes you have. Uh, uh, oh, he, I, I never remember uh, the name of it. That awful one that we gave up. Talking about um, I think like twenty minutes in. Oh, I keep I keep going Hellmaster, but it's not it's not Hellmaster. Yeah, it's in the it's um, the, the reunion one, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Um, oh, a Redeemer. The Redeemer, the Son of Satan. Sometimes you get a Redeemer where you watch it, like I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> Let's yeah. just talk about it for like thirty minutes and just be done. We'll try to so pad again, out the thank, rest of the time. Thank you guys for sticking out, even even through the fucking through through the Peggies. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, you guys just give us a call at the, uh, the hotline, which do you have the hotline number? Cause I have the, I, I remember our email now, finally. Yeah. Let me bring it up. Uh, the hard, the... the hard junkyard at, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I remember <laughs> uh, the hard junkyard at protonmail.com. Um, I also want to say I was so excited to hear somebody call in yesterday. They, they wrote into the horseman yeah. and they had a proton email account. Heard that? So, like, Ooh, fuck yeah, man! Somebody yeah. reached the big time. Yep. And our hotline number so, is two zero seven two six one zero 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 eight. Two zero seven two six one zero 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 eight. And the Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash horror junkyard. All right, guys, and uh, so we'll be back in two weeks. We are going to be doing the Devil's Express. Uh, so and that'll be finishing up some of our black exploitation October. Yep, and then and a week after that is uh, that tw- on Tuesday, twenty uh, seventh. Yep, twenty seventh will be our live show. We're gonna get the we're gonna get the boys in. 
Uh, hopefully we have some other guests coming in. I'm, I'm still trying to iron out some of those. Cool. Cool. So yeah. Um, and hopefully Kat will be back next time and we will all be here to greet you and <laughs> beat you to death with that woman's titties. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to whole ass make 10 and trips. I ain't lying. It's going to take 10 trips. All right, everybody. Have right, a good guys. night. Yep. See you later. Later.